Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Daily Objective. And we're going to be talking about the recent controversies surrounding Steven Crowder, the Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro, Jeremy Boring, and everybody else. Go ahead, leave a like on YouTube and start chatting, super chatting away. We are going in. And I'm joined by a guy who, you know, if you would have told me you're going to be on a hit show with MJ Pellegrino, I would have said, who's that? No, I'm kidding. Uh, it's Mark Pellegrino. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Rekha. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Excited, as always, to be talking about uh, my good friend, Steven Crowder. I think uh, to me, he's come to represent like the guy who he needs a populist explanation for everything because he's been selling that worldview for so long now. It's like he needs it to be true. So it, I don't think he's lying like, you know, like uh, like a kid says, no, I didn't eat the cookie, mom, like straight up saying true something that's true that's false it's more like he paints a picture and i think he believes these these stories at this point that he tells he is an artist he is an artist fundamentally is, is he okay. i see him i see him that way he is a like this natural born entertainer he's prolific um he he likes to dress up in snm bondage and sing about donald trump i mean he likes to you know own you know uh, destroy those trans people by dressing up like them and going out in public as a woman. That's that's, I guess, his way of uh, showing the trans people who's boss. Um, okay. So Steven Crowder was offered a deal by the Daily Wire, not offered a deal like it's what they call like like an early, like an introductory thing, like kind of like they're saying, here's our opening thoughts. And mm -hmm. you can tell us here's what you like, what you don't like. You know, we'll get down to what we can all live with. This was in like the summer, late summer, if I understand. And so Steven Crowder actually was not supposed to be negotiating with anyone uh, while he was under contract with The Blaze, which is Glenn Beck's network. So there's a good chance that uh, Steven Crowder is, you know, let's say might let's say he, he did take the deal. There's a good chance he would owe a bunch of money then to The Blaze because he made this deal while he was, you know, owned by them. But anyway, he didn't take any deal. They didn't make a deal, but he was offered a deal or again, offered early stage proto contract, which said, we, the Daily Wire, will pay you $50 million over four years, five zero million over four years. Um, four day work week, one month off a year. During that time, everything Crowder creates is owned is going to be owned by the daily by the daily wire but like everything he created before that contract is still going to be his and then everything he creates once he leaves the daily wire is is going to be his but what 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 he creates while he's on their payroll belongs to them i think pretty standard um and one of the clauses in this opening offer or again this opening proposition was like if he gets demonetized or boycotted like the sponsors pull if something happens that disables Crowder's show from bringing in revenue, like he'll get docked and basically the Daily Wire will inherently be docked because now they're they have a show that's not making money. So basically Crowder's will get will lose 25 percent or something like that. The Daily Wire, they'll share the brunt. And that again, this is their opening offer or their opening proposition, their opening thoughts. So Crowder had every opportunity to say, well, this makes no sense because I'm already demonetized on YouTube. So like we, I would start at 25% less. We need to rethink this whole concept. He could have said that and they might've been able to 
find some kind of uh, agreement. But instead, Crowder told Jeremy Boring, who's like the, you know, he I guess he's like the legal slash uh, business leader of the Daily Wire. He told Jeremy Boring, according to Jeremy, that this this contract or this offer is insulting. I'm not even going to counter offer. I'm not, I'm not even going to talk about this. S send me a new offer, said Crowder. Um, Jeremy Boring basically thought about it and realized, like, a guy like Crowder, he's kind of a lone wolf. You know, he wasn't meant to be, as, as, as Jeremy put it, Crowder is not a team player. Like, he'll only be happy on his own. He's not, this is not, he wasn't cut out for this. So he basically called up Crowder back. And again, this is going back in like the, you know, September, October era or, or, or a little earlier even and tells Crowder, look, we love you. You were good friends. We hope to help you in your career. We're going to always plug you when you can. We hope to be guests on your shows and vice versa. But this is prop. We're not going to be sending you another offer. Basically, this is not our time. Uh, and Crowder said, oh, he was gracious. He said, thank you. I understand you know, let's hang out soon and, you know, get some coffee. And that was where that uh, negotiation started and ended. Then when uh, I'm, I, I like to add this little part in because I think it might be relevant when Kanye West uh, began running his mouth about, you know, the men with small hats or the, you know, men with no foreskin screwing him over and he's going to go death con three on the Jew. Uh, Kanye was complaining basically about businessmen of Jewish descent who he feels had cheated him or given him bad contracts. What did Steven Crowder have to say about this on his show? Uh, obviously, like everyone, he said, look, Kanye is losing it. He's losing his mind here. But Crowder also said, he said, look, we can have a conversation about, you know, secular people with a Jewish last name, you know, handing out bad contracts in Hollywood. We, we, we can have that conversation. And by the way, this this type of thing happens in the, in the conservative movement all the time. All the time, people get a contract. They don't realize what they're signing. Interesting take for Crowder to uh, raise to talk about, you know, people with a Jewish last name who tend to give out bad contracts in Hollywood. Um, so he, that was uh, on Crowder's mind at the time. That was, I guess he was sort of meeting Kanye halfway on that one or meeting him somewhere rather than just saying, chill out and cool it. Thank you, Marilyn, for the $2 and Walter Bischock for the two euros. Obviously, money is what, you know, the people with Jewish names uh, like to count at any given time. Uh, so then came the start of this year. Crowder started talking about Big Con, like big conservative. So he says Big Con, a.k.a. he didn't mention any names, but like the big major conservative enterprises are basically an arm of big tech, says Crowder. And as as an example of this, as evidence, he 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 showed a, the, a bit of a contract, he says he was offered, which we later learned is the Daily Wire's opening, you know, proposition, which says. If you. um. If you get demonetized, then you're going to lose 25 percent of, of, of what we're paying you during that time of not being monetized on YouTube, for example. So. I guess he's saying because big conservative, they should not be penalizing their talent. Be, uh, uh, in cahoots with big tech, they should like like it's like they shouldn't punish their talent for 
getting demonetized because then that gives big tech all of the power. So now big tech enforcing their their ideology basically is being, you know, uh, cooperated, co-opted by big con. So that's a I think it's a problematic um, assertion by Crowder. It's a I think a great example of him taking facts, taking something that is taking place, but projecting a narrative on it that does not necessarily fit. So as so Jeremy Boring, like a day after this happened, he said he he released a video on the Daily Wire saying we are the ones who offered him this contract or this proto contract. And here's why we offered it to him. It's because, um, well, of course, we all want to move to alternative tech. Of course, we all want to fight the left. Of course, we're all in this together. But until that happens, we do rely on monetization from YouTube and from Facebook. And until we get there, until we're able to be completely independent, if we get demonetized, we all suffer. So, you know, Crowder would suffer. We would suffer. We can't pay him $50 million over four years uh, to run a demonetized channel. And, of course, he could. Uh, and, of course, as Boring pointed out in his video, he said this would have been something for Crowder to bring up in the negotiation to point out he's already demonetized. And this is obviously not going to work because there needs to be a new way. But Crowder at this point that that's then Crowder follows up and releases a like a phone call, a conversation with Jeremy Boring that he recorded without Jeremy knowing. And it's supposed to be like, oh, like, oh, what did he get him saying? What did he get Jeremy Boring saying? What? Oh, we're going to we're going to trick all these stupid hillbillies into supporting us Jews. Is that what he was going to say? Is he going to say, oh, we're going to help big tech and big pharma, you know, jab all these goyim with a uh, with a vaccine? Is that what he said? Literally, the all you hear in this conversation is Crowder saying, you know, what happens with a, if a smaller creator joins the Daily Wire in the future? Are you going to offer him the same contract where he gets docked for getting demonetized? And Jeremy Boring said, yeah, no matter who it is. Like, we're just going to have to be realistic. If 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 he gets demonetized, we're all demonetized and we all have to uh, share share the hurt. Um, But Crowder releases this clip and it's like, oh, wow, exposed. And it's just like this to me. That's just like everything that the populist conservatives have come to be. They just everyone's exposing each other. Right? There's everyone's exposing big this big tech, big that. So now big tech is an arm of government. And then big con, right? Big conservative is an arm of big tech. But like, so you can only trust Steven Crowder, right? You can only trust him. Don't trust anything big. And it's just like a, it's like a total like anti-capitalist trope where like anytime someone starts to, to succeed, now you can't trust him. Now, even though Crowder, the, the individual and his show is the most successful and therefore big conservative item, arguably in the world, Still, it's like, oh, no, he's the good guy, right? He's on the side of the little guy. So that's basically the story so far. Um, it sounds like much ado about nothing. And if and if anybody thinks that the the establishment right is different from the establishment left, all you have to do is see how they they each hate big business. They each uh, conflate big with evil and little with good. And uh, and uh, and they they speak in the same, you know, idiotic, anti-business, anti-quote unquote monopolistic um, tropes. They're uh, they're the same. They're the same creature with slightly different heads. That's it. And I mean, Crowder's doing it. Tucker Carlson's doing it. I'm, I'm beginning to hear less and less of a distinction between 
you know, the main players in this kind of business. I mean, uh, Robert Reich is sounding uh, sort of similar to a, a, Tucker Car a Tucker Carlson if you catch him on the right day. And uh, and it, many more people on the left are sounding like many more people on the right. Look, let's let's just end this nonsense and let them marry each other, get together, start their own little uh, leftist, rightist, collectivist gang, and we can get on with living our lives as free. We'll be the opposite. We'll be the the real liberals in the room, uh, you know, breaking the chains that they try to bind everybody else in. Yeah, the conservatives or the the populist right, they've definitely picked up the mantle of being anti-capitalist and distrusting the system. And literally some of the same people, not just the figurative same people, but the literal same people who 10 years ago were answering the left. They were saying, look, capitalism is the best system for humans. Look, it elevates our standard of living. Yeah, some companies are very big and you might not trust them and you might even find corruption, but that's because of the lobby system. We need to Break up the lobby system. You know, this was a kind of thing you might have heard in the Tea Party days. But uh, those days are long behind us. Now you hear the populist right, the Tucker Carlson conservative movement saying, you know, it's big pharma, right? It's uh, big tech. I mean, it's big, 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 big. And their answer is what? Not to divorce government from the economy, but exactly the opposite, precisely the opposite. You know, get the correct politicians in office to then regulate and break up the bad guys, which are the big corporations. Yeah, I think it's ironic that, you know, a few years ago, the right would talk about, for example, the FDA as killing more people than it helps. Uh, and the sleight of hand that the FDA pulls um, on people and the types of burdens that they put on on new drugs, regulatory burdens that keep new drugs from actually um, coming out and helping people. But now they are the anti-vaxxers are the primary people out there screaming that the F this, this new vaccine didn't go through all the FDA ch channels. It didn't go through the proper type of vetting process, which is, which is really when it comes down to it, an arbitrary, nonsensical bureaucratic process that tacks years and years and years and years onto getting new drugs out to people who need it. So it's actually better that it was, you know, fast tracked in, in, into the, into the, um, into the society. And these people are now the primary haters of that fast track. Right. Yeah. Yes. And then anytime you catch somebody like uttering a sentence that makes it sound like something corrupt, you can like show it, go public with it and it blows up. And now it's like really like dealing with children. Um, the suspicion of the vaccine, I think, it's like basically like a child's understanding of medicine, right? As a child, I hated getting a shot. You could not have convinced me that it was in my interest. I hated it. I dreaded it. I didn't want it. And if it made me sick, if getting a shot made me sick, good luck convincing me as a six-year-old that that's actually good for me. Um, but that's basically the type of argumentation <laughs> we've been hearing. I don't know if you saw the recent uh, Project Veritas um, you know, leak from somebody from Pfizer that came out in the last 12 hours or so. Yeah. Um, this to me is okay. Well, it's a guy who works at Pfizer, like, you know, being recorded, you know, without his knowledge, of course, and saying like, yeah, we're actually, we've been considering mutating the virus ourselves, you know, like basically the idea is to, in a controlled environment to like inject monkeys with COVID and watch it mutate so they can like be a step ahead of COVID as it mutates. Now, of course, testing on animals is controversial, but to me, that's that's where the controversy ends. And I support the testing on animals if it saves my life or or a human. So, of course, this is blowing up, right? Like, oh, Pfizer are actually in like they're actually, you know, because the, the guy said he was like, look, we wouldn't say this in public. People would freak out. Yes, they would freak out. 
if they don't understand why you're doing this, but this is properly, I think, what a pharmaceutical company would want to do. And of course, in one point in the conversation, the Pfizer guy goes, man, COVID is like a cash cow. Okay, it's a, it's a crude way to speak, but yes, but headaches are a cash cow for Advil and, and Tylenol. Like, mm-hmm. it's like you can cash a Tylenol executive saying, oh man, I hope people get more headaches, man. I, I need a new, a new house. It's a, it's a crude way to speak, but of course, this is like a bombshell. This is like huge. Oh, oh see, I told you that Pfizer are, are in on it. It's like, how do you reason with, with such hot-headed um, charlatans or, or the, uh, the, the mob is, is really what they are? Well, I mean, unfortunately, the media has brought this upon themselves by not being <laughs> true to their, to their calling. And they're supposed to be the watchdogs. They're supposed to be our, our perceptual capa- and conceptual capacity as a society, right? They take in information, they process it, they they give it to us, and we as a society can t- can make the proper choices based on the information we're getting from them. So there are eyes and our ears, and in part our processing faculty. And they did a very very bad job over the last few years because they had one goal in mind that was to unseat President Trump. Um, which I'm not unsympathetic to. I just don't think that you should. Uh, I just don't think that you should lie, cheat, and and um, and uh, and dis- and deceive the population because it breeds this kind of mass distrust. And now it's there. Now there's no getting rid of it, and it's becoming epidemic in certain communities. And I see why it's there. Um, I don't know how we can undo it, since I think the institutions responsible for our information have have. Uh, they've given up their responsibility. They, they, they betrayed us. Right. Yeah. All too often coming back from that. It's hard to come back. It's hard to gain credibility after people consider you a liar. Like all too often we see people that like reality is on their side in, in, in terms of what they're fighting for or what they're trying to do. And they have just like one job. I mean, I'll, I'll concretize this. So like the right, um, their main job basically in response to the left so they're they're responding to the social justice left. People are saying, no, 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 we're all individuals. Don't make us, um, don't make you know, don't don't be, don't don't try to push racism on us. We're we're the real individuals. And they, they they seldom use that word, but that was the initial response to the social justice left. They had one job, like don't become like the the tent for white nationalists to join. And of course, the alt right had a field day with that whole movement and uh, got increasingly more and more cozy and comfortable in the the sort of new right new conservative populist um, tent on the flip side, let's say, and just just to pluck another example, the the establishment media, they hate Donald Trump. And there's a lot of good reasons to hate him, like you said, or to not want him in power. But all they had to just do is just just report the actual facts. They didn't need to uh, embellish or to distort anything. It's like you are you already have the most uh, unlikable person, uh, the most unpresidential president there is. You don't need to manipulate or deceive. So it's like there's all these uh, cases where people have they have a lot going for them. Their one job is just not to fuck this up. Yeah, I mean, Trump, Trump you know, on a daily basis would punch himself in the face. You really didn't have to do you really didn't have to do much. But what the media did was they kept a fake lie in in the front pages of, of uh, every news outlet there was for the entire four years of his presidency. And then it was revealed as a lie. And they they also conspired in a way to suppress information that was would have been very relevant to people voting for Biden. So these are facts. I mean, these are facts. They reneged on their responsibility to give us the proper information. And now nobody freaking believes them. 
And you're right. You can't come back from that. Once you've, once you've get, once you've betrayed the public trust, it's nearly impossible to recover that trust. Unfortunately, it's starting all these conspiracy theories and crazy, this crazy spinning paranoia on the right um, that is uh, a, a little nuts. <laughs> and it's having an effect. I mean, it's really affecting a number of people and it's a little scary. People need to be more selfish. They need to want more out of life. Individuals need to want a good life. And when that's their North Star that they're following, then they're, they're more it's more difficult to manipulate them. But when people are motivated by fear, whether it's you know fear of the right or fear of the left, and each one is, is, is just clinging to their tribe in fear, you can sell them all types of narratives. Mm -hmm. uh, in the super chat, Michael with 999 says, asks, is Steven Crowder showing his audience he can stand up to the Jewish big tech power elite? Is anti-Semitism becoming that mainstream on the right? He has to placate to that element of his audience. Uh, it's hard to read people's minds, but um, I think Crowder would have to be pretty dim witted to not see those elements of his audience. Uh, when he released his video about Big Con, you know, the comments are all full of like people saying like, oh, this contract is way too Jewish to not be Ben Shapiro's, you know, Daily Wire. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I think uh, I don't think Crowder is is fundamentally like motivated by hatred of the Jews, but he's, uh, you know, like I like Ben Shapiro and many others. He's uh, willing to turn a bit of a blind eye to those elements because uh, he's, you know, because his main motivation is defeating this other tribe which he considers to be worse and plus all the dollars in their pockets help them uh help them kind of see it that way i know people are not fundamentally motivated by money i think they're ultimately motivated by philosophy but again philosophy is sort of playing a role throughout all of this if you kind of reject a big part of reality altogether then uh you become kind of materialistic and uh and morality is basically uh become becomes this utilitarian uh game where like oh well i i lied about all this, but it ultimately is for the greater good. So it's okay. And I'm fighting these anti-Semites over here, which are huge. So I could sort of align myself with these sort of mini anti-Semites. I mean, these get these get the games people play. There's a lot of ends justify the means philosophy going around on both sides. Don't get caught up in it, folks. We're anti-tribal here, but more than anti-tribal, we're pro-individual. So uh, get on that yeah. train, guys. It's good for you. Marilyn with 199 asks, Rukka Rukka Ali is a Jewish name? Yeah, it's a one of the lost tribes. And speaking of Jews, I actually we have a special uh, guest in house today. This is a uh, kind of a make a wish type of situation. His his dream is he's he's got special requirements, this gentleman. And he, he his wish was to see a live taping of the Daily Objective. Would you like to come uh, say hi to the audience? Just just come wave hi. Let them see you. Hi. All right. As hi. as you can hi. see. He's, he's a good kid. You know, we're keeping him uh, showing him that, you know, he can be somebody if he if he's kind of like me and Mark and, and works hard for it. Um, Marilyn with two dollars. Thank you for that. And then Marilyn with ten dollars says pharma needs and deserves all the cash cows it can get. The FDA makes it unconscionably expensive to bring a drug to market without dollars. Life savings drugs never get to market. If you understand this. I mean, the more the government regulates, the more problems it creates, and then the more people blame the market instead of blaming the, the government action. And the, what the populist right should, should be doing is telling the average Joe, look, yes, you've been dealt a bad 
card. Yes, it's not fair. It is, yes, the odds are stacked against you, but it's because of the lobby system. And the last thing you want to do, they should be telling the average Joe, the last thing you should be doing now is advocating for this lobby system and for all the philosophical premises that prop it up. Individualism, capitalism, selfishness as a virtue, these are the way out of this. But instead, they're telling the little guy, oh, yes, it, it's, all, they're all, it's all stacked against you and populism, more socialism, more good guys in office like Trump, you know, thugs of, 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 of the little guy rather than thugs of the big industry. That's what we need. It's, it's, it's sad, now, really. It, all it's collectivists sad. will infantilize people and pretend like they are the, the savior to save the infantilized uh, people from themselves. And so that's why they that's why they um, they they claim that you're determined, that you're you're set, you're oppressed. There's bigger forces outside of you that you can't do anything about. But I'll save you. I'll help you. Now both sides are doing it shamelessly, guys. They're they're shameless. Yeah, and I mean, thank God we live in a still basically free country, at least in the context of history and of mo and of most other parts of the world. Uh, we, us Americans and Western Europeans and so on, we live in countries where like, we're, we're not so vulnerable to these charlatans. Whereas I'm at, you know, dictators playing these games, like there's nothing stopping them from exciting the public and winning and get, and sort of increasing their own power and just hurting untold numbers of people in the name of progress or in the name of. I think we're quickly approaching that time. If you, if you engage with anybody on the the left or the establishment right on social media, you see them saying all the same things, demagoguing in all the same ways, and people fall for it, man. It's easier to be a determined, out-of-control automaton than it is to be a self-directed, uh, purposeful, value-creating human being. That's hard. Um, and it's the road less traveled. It's the road less traveled that we all should take, but many won't. It is the road less travels. If the intellectual leaders would take that leap, then I think we would see the world change rather quickly. It's really, it's the most capable, the most intelligent, the uh, intellectual leaders of society who carry basically in, in, in intellectual terms are like the atlases of the world. Um, they are deceiving themselves uh, for, for ages now. And it's, it's sad because philosophy is really where uh, the solution lies if people were brave enough to, uh, to take the road less traveled. Roland with 599 euros says, let's defeat the le loony right. Well played. And Marilyn with 199 is shouting out our friend here who uh, who peeked, peeked his head in before. That's nice. Um, all right. Well, uh, we kind of uh, covered the topic. Uh, I guess I don't see any more super chats. Lobani with 199 says, thanks. That's nice. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a dire situation. But um, look, anytime bad guys are going at each other, I guess that's kind of a good thing. Right. So if if the Daily Wire and Steven Crowder are eating each other, you know, because the Daily Wire, even though I'm on their side of this, like I think they're the reasonable ones in this in this um, in this conflict. Let's not forget the Daily Wire was trying to get this known charlatan onto their network. And now they're kind of suffering the consequences of them taking this populist turn in recent years you know definitely the daily wire to put it lightly has embraced this whole oh big tech this big tech that you know don't trust the vaccine this and that don't trust uh big anything well guess what tag you're it now you're big conservative so good luck with that uh, have fun uh dealing with the monster you created the devil you danced with 
you son of a bitch. And Ben Shapiro, I'm still watching. <laughs> um, all right. Any uh, other thoughts or should we wrap it nice and comfortable well, you know what? collectivists always eat their young they always eat they always consume each other it's a cannibalist ethic so it's not surprising to me that this is happening um you know guys you got to get off the collectivist train yeah yeah and uh it, what's not anybody watching not that anybody watching this show is on the collectivist train but um let's I'm, hope I'm not seeing, let's hope not i'm seeing enough objectivists out there who are willing to compromise with this uh loony right because they think it's um they think it's uh microscopically better than the loony left and i've been trying to convince them that that is that is a suicide yeah i saw you on twitter uh responding to matt walsh who is a daily wire one of the big big ones at daily wire and he's saying we should be more like singapore you know like mm -hmm. punish what is it with death or with like long prison sentences for chewing gum or for spitting gum or light yeah. literate literally saying let's be singapore he says yeah um there you go. I mean, but you're just you're glimpsing the heart of these people. I mean, yeah, I uh, I, I don't want to be friends with the Daily Wire and what they're pushing for. I don't consider them allies. They're pushing religion. They're per pushing anti-capitalism, certainly anti-individualism. These are not my people. Now, what's interesting is, I guess, if you had to categorize the left, you know, in broad terms or like kind of the left, they're their main thing is like we're fighting against oppressive oppression right the system is oppressing such and such and we're fighting against that the reactionary right or the conservatives they're largely saying we're fighting to protect values right family liberty they say even though that's controversial for them to say but like it's interesting they, they do speak the language of like of protecting and defending values even when they defend the unborn quote unquote yet yeah, they're throwing a pregnant woman you know, they're sending her to a life of duty, but they would still, they even speak the terms of like protecting this precious thing. So interestingly, they do speak the language of values, um, but there is a, there's something about it that I, I don't think quite adds up. Um, well, lack of individualism is anti-value when it comes down to it. I mean, you can't, you can't, um, you can't hobble people to a duty or or tie them to an obligation that's unchosen and claim that you are for values that's disconnecting value from human life you know that's just as much a floating abstraction as uh as any any system that the left comes up with absolutely right um so uh we know uh there is a there is a solution there is an alternative it's individualism it's objectivity and it is capitalism. So read Ayn Rand, everybody. That's my only advice. Uh, coming up at 7 p.m. UK time, it's the Briefly Objective premiere with Harry Binswanger. The title is What is Money? How to Form Definitions. Link in the chat. Then at 10 p.m. UK time he, on this channel, it's Life on Earth with Robert Nasser. The title is Here is the News. There you go. You know, to all this talk of media we can't trust. Well, here is the news. All right. Mark, always a pleasure. Uh, my buddy here off camera, thank you for joining us. Hope this was everything you've dreamed of. And uh, thank you all for watching. Join us again tomorrow for the Daily Objective. And goodbye. Peace.